come to understand that they are redeemed from poverty, sickness, lack, and disease. And, Father, we just, oh, we glorify you, we glorify you, we glorify you. We magnify you, Father. Father, we thank you for the countless people, for the countless people that we've prayed for that have received the victory, Father God. Victory report after victory report. The prayer works. And, Father, we're so thankful for your healing power. And, Father, we give you glory and honor. Now, Father, as we approach your word tonight, we ask that you, Father, that you uh, give us an ear to hear, an eye to see, and a spirit and a heart to receive your good word. Father, bring revelation to us. In Jesus' mighty name. For, Father, it's revelation that puts us over. It's when the Logos, that written word, transitions into the spoken spirit, spoken word of God that puts us over and brings manifestation. And, Father, we just ask that you help us to transition from Logos to Rhema. And, Father, we give you glory and honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Well, I'm just going to preach to myself tonight because I need to be preached to. Uh, let's turn to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. And somebody will say, oh, I know where they're going. I've heard this before. Well, if that's your attitude, you're not going to get anything. I'll just tell you right now. If your attitude is, well, I've heard that, then you're not going to get anything. Uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, Now faith comes by having heard. No, nope, by hearing. So fa It doesn't say, so faith comes by having heard. Having heard? Come on. No, it doesn't say that. It says, so faith. Actually, they put cometh in there to help us understand. Let's take it out. So then faith by hearing and hearing by the spirit spoken word of god Amen. faith will come when you hear it spoken by and from the spirit faith doesn't come simply because you utter a word simply because you say well you know somebody says well you're the redeemed of the lord well if you have no revelation of that if that's not down in your spirit, you're not going to understand that you're redeemed. So in order to get the revelation that you are redeemed, you have to hear it, and 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 hear it, and hear it. Notice it says, so then faith by hearing, faith by hearing. Faith comes, that's why they put that in there, is to help us. Faith grows, faith is established. We could say it this way, faith is birthed by hearing. We could say it that way. Faith is birthed by hearing and hearing. If you know a woman that's ever given birth, uh, ask them, did they only push one time? <laughs> the women in the room just went, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. How much you know? You there, there's a there's an a, there's a labor involved with hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Now there's also a la there's a difference. Now I've never ha I've never given birth, and there's a lot of things about birthing a child that I have head knowledge of. But how much you know? A woman that has actually given physical birth, she's going to look at me and say, "But you don't have a revelation of it." Well, Why? True. Be and they're right. I don't have a rebel because I haven't experienced it for myself. Well, hearing, uh, faith coming by hearing operates very much so the same way. You can hear someone else proclaim the word, and it will help your faith. But in order for you to birth faith, you've got to put some label, some labor into hearing for yourself. In fact, I was. I, I, I said this morning I've been challenged in some areas, and I couldn't sleep last night, so I turned on the healing scriptures, and I had been listening them, to them for several hours, and it was just, a, it got to the point that it was just noise in my head, 
And the Spirit said, why don't you turn that off and just start to declare? That's what the Spirit said. He said, why is the Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord? I mean, I'm sitting there listening to it. And, and, the, and you would think that listening to Scripture is the right thing to do and a good thing to do. And it is. But at some point, you've got to put the labor in yourself. And the Lord said to me, he said, why don't you turn that off and begin to declare what you're hearing? Declare what you're hearing. And I knew what he meant. And so, and because what I, I was listening to Dad Hagen, and Dad Hagen was reading Deuteronomy 28, and then he'd read Galatians 3, and then he'd, and then he'd teach about being redeemed. And he said, why don't you get to declaring it yourself? So we could say it this way. We could say, so faith is birthed by hearing and hearing the spirit-spoken word of God out of your own mouth. And that's how you're going to, how much, you know, I can talk about delivering babies all day long, but I don't actually understand it fully because I haven't experienced it myself. It's the same thing with hearing the word. You can hear me proclaim it to you all day, all day. And, I, you know, honestly, as a minister, I get tired of, of proclaiming the same words to the same people over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And I'm like, when are you going to get it? But then something miraculous will happen. The person I've been teaching over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, the, you know, and I'll finally convince them, why don't you study it for yourself? Why don't you why don't you get in the word and see what it says for yourself? Why don't you why don't you kind of do the work for yourself? Why don't you confess this for yourself? And if I can get them to do it for themselves, you know what'll happen every time? They'll call me and go, "Pastor, did you know?" And I'm like, "I've only been trying to tell you for 5 years. I've only been trying to get it across to you for months." You know, only been trying to get it to, over to you for months. How much you know when you plant a seed in the ground, you can plant the seed. And you can water the seed. And you can, and you can do that. And, but if that plant won't do something for itself, if the seed won't do something for itself, the seed is not going to produce like it should. You've got to do part of it for yourself. Well... So he said, we've got to hear. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So let's go to Deuteronomy 28 and let's hear it again. Let's go here and hear it again. <clears throat> and let's see some things that perhaps we've not seen before. or Maybe we've seen it, but we hadn't seen it in a long time. Or maybe we didn't see it quite this way. So Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. And let's just pick up right there. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I commanded thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Who's going to do the setting on high? God. If you'll do what? If you'll hearken diligent, is it just hearing? No. You gotta, you gotta pay close attention. You gotta hearken diligently, and you have to be a doer. Yes. Now, under the Old Testament, being a doer of the word, that's 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 a lot. It's a tremendous amount, and we can get overwhelmed right here. But Jesus said, if you'll do this one thing, you will fulfill all of the law and the prophets. Love yourself, or love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. So we could say it this way. If you will walk in love, then the Lord God will set you on high above all the nations of the earth. If you'll just simply walk in love, love the Lord, put the Lord first, love him with all your mind. What does that mean? It means he gets all your focus and all of your attention, 
Oh, but pastor, I got a work to do. And if my mind's on God, I'll mess things up at work. Well, he didn't tell you that you weren't supposed to work. In fact, he tells you to work. But while you're working, take him with you. While you're working, when you set your hand to do a job, Father, I thank you that you go with me. Father, I thank you that you're leading me and you're guiding me and you're telling me exactly how to do this job well. If your, if your job is, is uh, delivering supplies, then when you get in the vehicle, Father, I thank you that you make my pathways clear. Father, I thank you that you make the roadways safe. Father, give me supernatural wisdom, revelation, and knowledge how to drive and when to drive, what's the right time, how to do this thing. Father, help to keep me alert. Father, send the angels before me. How much do you know? That's doing God with your job. If your job's, you know, a doctor, Father, and I'm going in to see this patient. Father, thank you that you give me knowledge to know what to do with this patient. Father, I'm, as I lay my hands on, on my patient, Father, if there's something that I need to detect, help me to detect it. You know, Father, you know, it, you help me to hear what my patient is saying between the lines because I know they don't tell me everything. Give me insider information. Come on. Well, what it, I mean, and you can do this. I mean, we talked about, you know, from one end of the spectrum to the other, but you can do it. you you got a computer job. Father, say, Father, I ask that you cause the technology to work without malfunction today. Father, I thank you that I have, I have favor uh, with my bosses and that I get, the, you know, I get good accounts and easy accounts. Father, I thank you that I'm well able to get through this in a timely process. Whatever your job is, whatever your responsibility is, Put it over in the Lord's hands. Help, let him do Don't take the responsibility on yourself. It tells us over in the book of Psalms, don't lean, over, don't lean on your own understanding, but trust in the Lord. He knows everything that's going to happen before you do. When a bomb goes off, don't freak out. Oh, my God, it's the devil. Just say, Father, this, isn't a, this might be a surprise to me, but it's not a surprise to you. That's Father, right. where's my provision? Yep. Father, how do I need to get through this, through this obstacle? Father, lead me and guide me. Father, give me favor with you and man. Send the angels out before me. This is loving the Lord with all of your mind. Keeping him on your mind. Uh, over in uh, Colossians, it tells us to set our affections, which is our minds, our thoughts, and our feelings, on the things above. Yes, even though we're dealing with natural world, we need to bring the Father in on it. And he wants us to bring it, you know. You know and you might say, well, I just have, you know, it's, well, what's going on? I have a headache. Well, did you take it to the Lord? Well, no, he's got a lot on his plate. Honey, he can deal with your headache better than you can father i thank you that you father i rebuke this headache in jesus name father the, that crown of thorns jesus jesus bore that crown of thorns so that i did not have to bear this headache father i rebuke this headache in jesus name and i thank you that i'm the healed and the redeemed of the lord Amen. this is putting your body under his care he said love the lord all your god with all your mind with all your soul and with all your spirit, your feelings, your emotions. When your emotions begin to get overwhelmed, when your emotions begin to get out of control, no, Father, or I should say no emotions, I'm not getting out of control. Father, I, I, Father, show me your peace and take that moment. Grab a hold of that peace. If you'll just, if you'll just love God with everything in you, and then you'll love yourself the way, I should say it this way, if you'll love yourself the way that God loves you, and you'll love others the way that God loves you, you'll do real good. And by doing so, you'll automatically reap the blessings that we're fixing to read. You will automatically reap God setting you um, on high above all the nations of the earth. You'll reap these things that follow. What is... What does it look like? Notice, and I, honestly, I've preached this time and time again, and I just looked at my page and I just went, well, Lord, I never saw that before. What's at the end of this verse? A colon. Mm -hmm. Everything, when you see a colon, what he just said is completely connected 
to what he's fixing to say. In other words, when you see a colon, what he is fixing to say explains what he just said. What does it mean to be set on high? Well, let's find out what it means to be set on high. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the, Lord, uh, to the voice of the Lord thy God. If we'll just walk in love, all these blessings will be added to us. If we'll just walk in love. Love to the Father, love to ourselves, and love to our neighbor. Come on. Glory to God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground. Now let's back up. Because I just see something new. Okay. He says, blessed shall. Shall means future tense. But that shall is italicized. Look at that. That shall is italicized. So when we say blessed shall thou be in the city, blessed shall thou be in the field, we get the mindset of the blessing will come at some point later on. But that's not what the Father said. He said blessed thou in the city and blessed thou in the field. That's right now. When you walk in love, you can expect to be blessed in the moment. The moment. It's not we're trying to get blessed. It's because we're walking in love, we are already blessed. We already have it. Come on. Let's, let's keep going. Let's back up. I, I just did three. You do four. But let's okay. take out the shall be. Bless the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle. The increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Now, we are not farmers much today. There's farmers, you know. But this means anything that's your, your business. This was their business. Well, and your family, too. This is your, this is your family. This is your business. This is your increase. The things that you do. Miss Jackie could say it this way. Blessed am I in the salon. Because she's a cosmetologist. Blessed am I in the hospital. Blessed am I on the, uh, on the job, uh, uh, there on the construction place. I'm trying to get the word. The construction yard. Blessed. Building supply. Yeah. Blessed in the supply field. How much do you know? I mean, people, be, people will bless you. But you've got to understand it's not something that you're trying to obtain. If you're walking in love, it already belongs to you. You're all, you already have it. Blessed in your computer adventures. Blessed. If you, but you've got to know what's contingent on it. You walking in love toward the Father, toward yourself, and toward others. You've got to walk in love. Come on. Bless thy basket and thy store. Oh, come on. Those are, the, huh, those are your uh, savings accounts. accounts, bank accounts. Come on. Bless thou... When thou comest in, and blessed thou when thou goest out. How much you know? You want to be blessed coming in and blessed going out. Everywhere you go, you want to be blessed. You want increase. Don't you like it when you get discounts? That's blessed. Don't you like it when you say, well, I, I just, I, I feel motivated to go to this store today. Lord, I feel like you're, you know, Lord, I just think I need to go to this store today. And you go to the store and you find out they're having a big sale. That's blessed. That's blessed. You get there, and, and they're putting out the, the, you know, the stuff that they just put on sale. Wow, Lord, thank you, Jesus. That's amazing. You know, how much you know? Listen, we just did big drive. How much you know it's blessed when you don't get stuck in traffic? That's a blessing. And it's yours because you are hearkening diligently onto the Lord, onto the word, the, uh, the word of the Lord your God, and you're being a doer of the word. Come on. Okay. Uh, the Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. People get very easily distraught. Christians get very easily distraught. Oh, I've been persecuted. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. Listen, 
They're going to come at you for one reason. And if you are, if you will walk in love, if you'll not get disjointed, if you'll not get out of place, if you'll maintain your walk, your love walk, if you'll do good to them that hate you, what's going to happen is they may come at you from this side, but, man, they're going to take off in every direction. They can't get away from you fast enough. We've had people, <laughs> Pastor Mike and I had, I mean, we literally saw this in action. Pastor Mike was listening to one man that come into the church, and he was carrying on and carrying on, and you could tell he was under the influence of demons. And Pastor Mike was real nice to him. And all I said was one simple statement. Well, and it's something simple like, well, we're glad that that worked out for you, but that's not how God operates. Something simple and all of a sudden, he took off. Oh, something I mean, he couldn't run out of here fast enough. What was that? He came in to do harm, and we just loved him as best as we could, but we didn't tolerate the nonsense, but we loved him through it. And, man, all of a sudden, the Spirit of God hit, and he just went, he got out of here as fast as he could. We've actually experienced that a few different times. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest example. But have you ever noticed some people just get around you and go, I just got to go? Have you ever had that? Have you ever had somebody around you and you're thinking you're being kind to them and then all of a sudden something shifts in them and they're like, I got to go, I got to go, I got to get out of here. What is that? That's the Lord setting your enemies on the run in seven different directions. Come on. That's the blessing and operation in your life. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses. Oh, look at that. And in all that thou settest thine hand unto. I want you to, right there where it says store. Notice he didn't say he's going to command. Notice he said, number one, he said the Lord will command the blessing. You don't have to pray and ask anybody. You know, people will ask, have you ever had somebody say, well, will you pray for me? Well, what do you need prayer for? Just pray that the Lord will bless me. Well, that's a, that, that's a useless prayer. Because if they'll hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord their God and do what he commands, God is already going to command the blessing. He said, so he said, I'm going to command the blessing, but where is he going to command it? Upon thee in thy storehouse. Look at it. It doesn't say storehouse. It says he's going to command the blessing upon your storehouses. Plural, you need to make a little mark around that S, that E-S right there. That's plural. He's not, God's not looking just to bless you in one area. He's looking to bless you in every area. Pastor Mike and I have multiple storehouses, and I'm like, Lord, they're, they're, they're ready. They're ready. And he blesses them. But, Lord, you could bless them more. <laughs> Lord, you could bless them more. Listen, the Lord doesn't want to bless you just in one area. If you don't have a storehouse, you need to get a storehouse. What is a storehouse? It's a barn. It's where you keep your store, your your surplus. Your surplus. You know, I've met Christians before, and I and I and I've talked to them, and I've asked them, and I, you know, just for, through various conversations, and I come to find out they don't have a savings account. Well, why do you not have a savings account? Well, because I don't ever have anything to put in it. Well, you don't have a storehouse. How can the Lord bless it? You need a storehouse. Let the Lord bless your storehouse. Let the Lord bless it. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of different ways to have different storehouses. You can have your hand in a couple different businesses, different opportunities. Uh, but and, and begin to talk. And if you don't have a storehouse or you're not sure that your storehouses are, are you know, talk to the Lord, Father. It's perfectly acceptable to say, Father, I see where if I'm a doer of the word, Father, if I walk in love toward you, toward myself, and towards my, to, towards my neighbor, that you will bless my storehouses. Well, Lord, uh, do I even have a storehouse that you can bless? And let him talk to you. Father, do I need to get a better storehouse or a different storehouse? Because you, you want him to bless your storehouses. Let's keep going. All right. Uh, and in all that thou settest thine hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself. Hold on a second. After he said he bless your storehouses, notice that he said 
and in all that you set your hand onto. Everything that you put your hand to. But in order for you for your hand to be blessed, because there's a lot of people that are like, man, I'm working my fingers to the bone. Well, are you working to your fingers to the bone and doing what the Lord told you to do? Or are you just working your fingers to the bone? Are you loving the Lord your God with all your mind, with all your heart, with all your soul? Are you loving yourself? Are you loving your neighbor? A lot of people are loving God, but they don't love self and they don't love neighbor. Therefore, they don't qualify. Or they're loving their neighbor and they're loving God, but they don't love themselves. Don't qualify. The God said, the, the, you know, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. You got to walk in love to all three. In all three areas, you got to walk in love. And if you'll do that, then whatever you set your hand to will prosper. Because here's the deal. If you're loving the Lord with all your heart, if you are, if you're, if you are involving God... In everything that you're doing, because you love him, you're not going to do anything that he can't bless. Think about that. Why? Because he's going to say, Zach, uh, I know you're looking at this over here, but that's not where your blessing is, Zach. Zach, I want you to come over here. I want you to put your hand to this. I want you to do this. And, and that's where your blessing's going to be. How much do you know? God knows where, he, where the blessing is. He knows where the blessing is. And and sometimes the blessing is not under... Let, let's read on. All We're right. just going to leave that one alone. Verse 9. The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself, as he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. If you will love the Lord your God and walk in his ways... He is going to establish you as a holy people. He's going to do the establishing. We're so busy trying to establish ourselves when what we need to be establishing is our walk with the Lord. Let's keep going. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. Come on. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. Back up to verse 10. And the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. There's an epidemic in our land where the people in the church are afraid of the people in the world. There's an epidemic. There's an epidemic in the church where the people of the church are afraid of the people in the world that are under the influence of Satan. Well, they're going to persecute me. Well, they're going to they're going to overtake me. Well, they're going to shout me down. Well, they're going to say hurtful things. Well, they might just pull out a gun or a knife and kill you on the spot. Well, if they do, glory to God, you're headed to heaven. Glory to God. But he's but look at what he said. Right before this, he said, I will establish you a holy people. And because he's established you as a holy people, he said, all people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord. Listen, James said, even the devils tremble at Jesus. There is a truth that the devils will exert, will, it will, um, promote themselves and be very loud and very forceful and very aggressive up until the point that they come in contact with somebody that knows who they are in Christ. Because when you know who you are in Christ, the demons go, see, there's, there is such a thing as being known in the spirit. And when demons come up against somebody that knows who they are, they, that person is known in the spirit, and the demons go, why do they back off? Because they know you have the higher authority. They know that you are backed by the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and, and that if you and because you know your authority, 
you will not shudder and fear at their loud roarings like a lion. They, got, they make a lot of noise. They make a lot of racket. They look very intimidating. How much do you know a lion looks very intimidating? He looks very intimidating. But if you come up on a lion that's been detoothed and declawed and disarmed, how much do you know all he's got is an intimidating look? You've got a higher power. You've got the bigger lion on the inside. You've got the lion of Judah on the inside. He said, when you follow God, when you'll follow my commandments, then the people of the earth will see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be what? Afraid. They're going to be afraid of who? Uh, us. 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 But see, we don't, we don't take the Lord at his word. We take the devil and his screaming at his word. Now, wait a minute. I don't need to back down at no devil. I don't need to back down. Pastor Craig Fields talks about he, he was over in um, foreign nation. Haiti, I, was, I believe. Was he in India? I believe he was in yeah, India. India, yeah. I believe he was in India. And, you know, they've, man, they've surrendered to Satan like there's no tomorrow for the most part in India. And there was, uh, he was... He was, go, he was there on an evangelistic apostleship type assignment, and they, came, they were going through this region, and they came across this bridge. And the bridge was a great shortcut, and he said to the people, his travel people, they said, he said, oh, can we not take the bridge? And they said, oh, no, oh, no, Pastor Craig, no, no, we can't do that. They said, there's a troll that lives under that bridge. There's a troll that lives under that bridge. And Pastor Craig was like, oh, a troll, please. And they said, no, no, Pastor Craig. He said, many pastors, many ministers have tried to go across that bridge. And every time that one tries to go across, that troll attacks them and kills them. You'll go on that bridge, Pastor, and you will die. You will die. And, you know, and Pastor Craig's like, well, I'm, I'm not, you know, one. He said, I'm not in a big hurry to die. He said, so he, he kind of rocked back for a minute and he, and he checked with the Holy Spirit, and he said, Father, he said, uh, I'm, of course, they called it a troll. We know what it was. It was a demon. There was a demon, a very big demon that lived under that bridge. And uh, he said, Father, I know that what they call a troll is a demon. He said, and I know that if you're with me, that demon, that troll that they call it, will not be able to touch me. He said, but I know that that's his territory, and I can't get on his territory without your permission. And he waited a few moments on the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, and he said this, he said, the spirit of faith came on him. And he heard loudly in his spirit, go, boy, I'm with you. That's how the Lord talks to him. So he said, when that spirit of faith comes on him, would come on him, in those places, because he's anointed to be there, he said when that spirit of faith comes on him, he said it's like something rises up on the inside. He said this is kind of what it's like. You get this, this he said you, you get this uh, spirit of faith. He said it's kind of like, you know, he's like, you know, you get this, like I'm ready to take this thing on. And he looked at the people and he said, the Lord's with me. I can go across that bridge and that troll won't kill me. And they said, oh, Pastor Craig, Pastor Craig, don't do it, don't do it. And he said, no, I've checked with the Holy Ghost. He said, I've got the spirit of faith, and that troll can't touch me. I'm going across that bridge. And across he went. And, you know, he's still alive today. But he couldn't do it without the Lord. And the reason he was able to do it is because he's committed. Hearken unto the Lord, to the voice of the Lord your God. And do whatever he tells you to do. Love the Lord with all thy heart, soul, and body. Love thy neighbor as you love thyself or as the Lord loves you. He was committed. And because of that, even that minister-killing demon under that bridge could not touch him. That's what this verse is talking about. Come on. Keep going. Well, I thought this was healing school. Oh, it right. is. Come on. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasures, 
that heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the works of thine hand. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you go back to 11? I was stuck in 11. Okay. The Lord shall make thee plenteous and good. Well, well wait, 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 wait. The Lord's going to do what? He's going to give us plenty of things. He's going to make us plenteous in goods. You, you mean that doesn't say the Lord's going to cause us to be impoverished? Nope. Go without? Nope. What? The Lord wants us to have plenty of goods? Yes. Yes. Yes, the Lord wants us to have plenty of goods. And he wants us to be in the he wants us uh to be blessed in the fruit of our body, in the fruit of our cattle, in the fruit of our ground, in the land uh, which the Lord swear on to our fathers to give us. That sure does sound like God wants us prosperous. That sure sounds like God wants us prosperous. You know, I, I was listening to Dad Hagen, and Dad Hagen said, you know, some people will take an oath of poverty. He said, you know what? He said, I'll read this verse, and I'll take an oath of prosperity. Amen. Glory to God. I'll just take what God has for me. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. So he wants us to be plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto the, thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. Glory to God. Uh, how much, you know, it's, it's better to, if you have to borrow, you can borrow. I mean, but be wise about it. Don't borrow yourself so far into debt that you shouldn't. But how much, you know, being prosperous means that you get to be the lender, not the borrower. And in fact, if you get over, when we get over here, we re, when you read all of Deuteronomy 28, you find out that being um, the borrower is actually under the curse. It's actually under the curse. Um, if, if it's not done properly, it's not done properly. Let's keep reading just a little bit more. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. Come on. But it shall come to pass that if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe, to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. He said all these curses. Let's read, let's read a little bit of these curses. Cursed shalt thou be in the city, and cursed shalt thou be in the field. Cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and cursed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, and rebuke in all that thou settest thine hand unto. Wow, that's a lot. Everything you set your hand to will be cursed if you won't listen to God. If you won't love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your body, you'll be cursed. I'm thinking it's time to work on my love walk. I'm thinking it's time to walk on to work on loving self, loving my neighbor. Because man, the blessing sounded a whole lot better. The blessing sounded. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd much rather be the head instead of the tail. But he said here, he said, if you won't listen, if you won't hearken, you're going to be the tail, not the head. You know, I've got the big 80-pound dog, and he likes to come up and he likes to put his head down and say, "Mom, scratch it." And I'm okay. But then sometimes he'll back up his butt to me and say, Mama, scratch down here at my tail. And I'm like, dude, I don't want your butt in my face. Go on. It's, the tail is not the place to be. You want to be the head. You don't want to be the tail. This is true. <laughs> you, you know, you don't want that. No. You want to be blessed coming in. You want to be blessed going out. You want your storehouses blessed, not cursed. You know what a cursed storehouse looks like? It's empty. empty. Do you want an empty storehouse? No, or you don't want an empty storehouse. Burnt to the ground. You know, yeah, possibly burnt to the ground. 
Let's keep reading a little bit more. All right. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, and rebuke, and all that thou settest thy hand unto for to do, until thou be destroyed, and until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of thy doings, whereby thou hast forsaken me. He said the curse will come on you to the point that you're destroyed. What does it say in John 10.10? 10? The thief cometh, but to still kill and destroy. Mm -hmm. This is not God that's destroying your life. It's Satan. It's the thief. It's the adversary. And you've opened your life up to him by not putting everything in God's care. By not submitting to the Lord your God. By not hearkening, by not doing, you said, oh, come on, Satan, be the God of my life. Come on in, uh, kill, steal, and destroy everything in my life. And God said, if that's what you want, that's what you can have. Uh, Robert Young, in his Greek concordance, he pointed out that in the original, he said, he pointed out that the translators in, here in the Old Testament, that they translated things as the, as in the uh, causative form in other words god will do this to you and god will do that to you and god will do this to you and god will do that to you he said the original manuscripts the way they read it's actually in the permissive form you know if you want to get over there and serve the devil the lord's going to let you he's giving you a choice he said you can serve the devil if you want to you can serve the thief if you want to you can you can serve the author of sickness, disease, lack, and poverty if you want to. But if you'll serve me instead, you'll never have to go without another day in your life. I'll prosper you. I'll, I'll make sure that you have no lack. I'll make sure that you have no sickness. I'll make sure that you have no disease. When we read the blessing, did we read any sickness anywhere? Was there any sickness in the blessing? No. Why? Because God would have to be a thief. And he'd have to go to Satan, and he'd have to steal sickness from Satan to give it to us. Because God has no sickness. Go back to Genesis chapter 1. Everything that God created was good and very good. Last, last time I checked, any time a sickness has come on me, I didn't go, man, this sore throat feels so good. What a blessing to, be, to have a sore throat. Last time I checked, ain't nobody ever said that. No. And last time I checked, everybody said, oh, my God, I've got it. Lord, I, there's a sore throat, and it's got to go. Oh, it's got to go. Oh, they'll go to the doctor. They'll go to their home. I mean, they'll go to their, their, their you know, old Rod down, the old Rod's lady down the road or man down the road. They'll get their little tinctures, and they'll go to the doctors. And, I mean, they're putting everything in their body, doing anything they can to get rid of it. Well, if God wanted you to have it, why are you in such a fired hurry to get rid of it? <laughs> no, because it's not from God. It's not from God. Let's read just a little bit more. Uh, verse 21. That's where I was thinking we were. Okay. <laughs> the Lord shall make, make the pestilence cleave unto thee until he hath consumed thee from off the land, whither thou goest to possess it. Man, you want to be consumed off the land? I don't. Come on. The Lord shall smite thee with a consumption, and with a fever, and with an inflammation, and with an extreme burning, and with the sword, and with the blasting, and with the mildew. And they shall pursue thee until thou perish. These are sicknesses. These are sicknesses. And it said these sicknesses will pursue. Look at this. These sicknesses will pursue you. Now think about that. The sickness is going to chase you down in a pursuit until they overtake you. Uh, that sure does sound like um, a thief. I mean, that really sounds like a thief. I mean, if you think about it, when was the last time you thought, man, that sickness is just trying to chase me down and overtake me? Why, how is it able to pursue you? Because that sickness is in the hand of a demon. It's the demon of infirmity. It's chasing you down, trying to overtake you because you've gotten over into his territory. Well, thank God there's a redeemer. Before we get there, I want you to jump over 
Go through here, homework assignment. Go through here and look up these sicknesses and find out what they are. You'll be shocked to find out what they are. Look at, read this whole chapter and, and say, man, I don't want this stuff. Go to verse, um, let's back up to verse, let's pick up right here in uh, verse 58. Let's pick up in verse 58. If thou wilt not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in this book. Oh, what did he say? If you'll not, if you will not observe to do all this law that is written in this book. This is a book of the law. The first five books of the Bible is the Pentateuch. That is the law. And this is one of the books in here. He said, if you're not going to pay, if, you're, if you want to be disobedient to what the Lord told you to do, if you don't want to observe loving the Lord, loving yourself, loving your neighbor, then these curses that are written in this book of the law, uh, they're going to have something to say to you. Let's, let's pick up again in verse 58. All right. If thou wilt not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in this book, that thou mayest fear the glorious and fearful name, the Lord thy God. Listen. Hey, look at this. He said that thou mayest fear. If you don't have a reverential fear of God, you've got a problem. Let me, let me explain this to you. If you don't have reverence and respect for the Father God, you've got a problem. Because, yes, he is a good God. And, yes, he desires to take care of you. But not only is he the good God, he's also the eternal judge. And it's his, and, 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 and it's his judgment that will determine your eternity. And you can say all day long, oh, yeah, I'm saved. Oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Oh, I'm going to heaven. But if your life doesn't show it, the judge will judge it. He's going to judge your heart. He's not, he's not only judging the words of your mouth. He's judging your heart, the condition of your heart. We saw this morning that he said, listen, he said, your, your mouths worship me, but your heart is far from me, and I do not receive your worship. He is the eternal judge. And you do not want to come down on the bad side of the eternal judge. I've been in several courtrooms, not myself under legal things, but as, a, but as an officer of the court. And I have witnessed many people that act big and bad and tough, and they talk tough until they get in front of the judge. And then when they get in front of the judge, they're a puddle. Oh, have mercy on me. Oh, I know I messed it up. Oh, 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 By the time you get in front of the judge, it's too late. Everything has already been set. No, you need to have a reverential fear of God. Jackie asked me a couple weeks ago, are you not ever tempted to do this sin or that sin or the other sin? And before I could even answer her, she already knew my answer. She said, hell's not worth it. I said, there you go. I, I have reverential fear of my God. And my God said, don't do it. If, you, if, you, if these things are your lifestyle, you don't make heaven. Father, I'm not doing those things because my goal is to make heaven. I'm not going to stand before the eternal judge and say, well, I wasn't sure that you really meant what you wrote. I ain't saying that. No, he said, have reverential fear uh, of, of the glory he said that thou mayest fear this glorious and fearful name, the Lord thy God. When you hear that, the Lord thy God, man, you ought to think, that's my eternal judge. Yes, sir. Do you tell me to walk in love? Yes, sir, I'm walking in love. You tell me to put you first? Yes, sir, I'm putting you first. I told you, I'm preaching to myself. I got some things out of order. I told my husband before we left for Pensacola, I said, now, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not off in some great sin or secret sin doing stuff behind closed doors that I shouldn't be doing. It's none of that. It's simply there's been some things that the Lord has told me to not allow my, you know, you know don't drink a Coke, make, set aside set time for prayer, do, do certain things like this. 
it's really been the sin of omission, things that the Lord told me to do that I've not made my flesh do. And before we ever left for Pensacola, I told Michael, I said, um, I got to get this flesh under control. I said, my flesh is out of control. I'm allowing it to have more caffeine than I should allow it to have. I'm allowing my flesh to dictate what I eat, when I eat, and how much I eat. I said, I got to get my flesh under control. I said, I'm not spending as much time in prayer as I know I need to be doing. And I'm not talking, you know, the devil will always tell you, you got to pray more, you got to pray more, you got to pray more. I'm not talking about that. Shut up, devil. I talk to the Lord all day, every day. I'm talking about the Lord said, set time aside specifically for me and me alone. And I've not done it to the degree that the Lord desires me to do it. So I told him, I said, Lord, I said, Michael, I said, Michael, get my flesh under control. I said, I'm coming up short because my flesh isn't under control. Why? Because I fear the Lord, my God. I fear him. Come on, let's keep reading. All right. Verse 59. Then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful and the plagues of thy seed great plagues. So now when he says he's going to make them wonderful, that doesn't mean you're going to enjoy them. No. That means they're going to be so bad that people are going to be in wonder and they're going to talk about your plagues. Yeah. It's going to be spread around town how bad your plagues are. Yeah. And, 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 and again, he said, then the Lord will make, really what it means is the Lord will allow. He's going to allow the thief to come against you so hard that people are going to wonder, how are you still standing? Right. How are you still going? How are you still doing this? And he's going to allow it because you've refused to hearken and to do. No, you don't want to hearken. You don't want to fail to hearken. Right. Come on. So then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful and the plagues of thy seed great plagues and of long continuance. Notice he said, and of thy seed. That means not only are you going to come under plagues, but your children and your children's children will come under plagues. Come on, we see this happening in people's lives. And they'll be of long continuance and sore sickness and of long continuance. He said twice. Twice he said they're going to be of long continuance. This is not good. In other words, you're going to come out of the battle and you're going to go right back in. You're going to come out of the battle and you're going to go right back in. You're going to come out of the battle and you're going to go right back in. Oh, Lord, don't let us do that. Come on, keep going. Just a couple more verses. Moreover, he will bring upon thee all the diseases of Egypt, which thou wast afraid of, and they shall cleave unto thee. Now, see, in this time, they were afraid of everything because they had just come out of Egypt. So they saw, that every, every, they saw everything that Egypt went through, and they said, Lord, I don't want that. We can look at what people go through today. We, can look, you know, we see people coming down with cancer. Oh, Lord, don't let me get cancer. Coming down with all kinds of uh, diseases and, you know, life-threatening diseases. They've got LA, uh, um, ASL and, and ALS. Yes, thank you. Got my letters all mixed up. And, and all of these, you know, dementia and, and Alzheimer's and cancers and, you know, in the hospital every time you turn around and back problems and leg problems and, blood clots and all this. We can look at this and we can say, oh, Lord, I'm, strokes are another one. People look at people that have had strokes and they're like, Lord, you know, how much, you know, we can look at those things and say, Lord, uh, I really don't want that. Lord, I don't want that. Well, that's what they were doing. They were looking back at what the diseases that they had seen and said, Lord, we don't want that. Well, we can relate to this. And when, Same and, thing applies. And when, when those, those plagues we're talking about, those are plagues that have been made wonderful. They're yeah. so terrible that people talk about them. That's right. All right. So, uh, verse 61. Uh, uh, yes. Okay. Also, every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of this law, them will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. Notice what he said. He said, also, not just what Moses had written down at the, at the word of the Lord, but he said also every sickness and every plague. 
How much do you know lack is a plague? Poverty is a plague. You can be plagued with poverty. Just, I can't get ahead. I can't get, you know, I'm going, I mean, I was living check to check, but now I can't even get from one check to the next check. That's a plague. That is a plague. Uh, But there's also plagues like COVID and other things. He said, which is not written in the book of this law. This is the book of the law. What is the law? What we're reading. He said, then will the Lord bring upon thee or allow to be brought upon thee until thou be destroyed. Man, it's hard to come up out from underneath this curse, but oh, thank God for Jesus. Oh, thank God for Jesus. Turn to Galatians chapter 3. Oh, thank God for Galatians chapter 3. Oh, thank God. In verse 13. Yep, Galatians 3. So thankful for Jesus. So thankful. He's saying, man, that's a lot of verses, and you're going to give me one? Well, one's all it takes. One is all it takes. Galatians chapter 3, glory to God, verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. What did we just read? We just read the law. We just read the curse of the law. And it says that Christ hath, Christ hath, or Christ has, past tense, Christ has redeemed us, redeemed us. What does it mean to be redeemed? It means the penalty has been paid. So though there was a season in our life that we were not following God, the penalty of the curse that can rightfully come on us has been paid through Christ. How do we take advantage of being redeemed? We put ourselves under his authority we we surrender all that we have to christ we yoke ourselves to him we take upon his yoke we take upon his lifestyle we take upon we basically lay ourselves down and we pick up christ and we say christ We're now one with you. We're going to love you with everything in us. We're going to love ourselves the way you love us. We're going to love our neighbors the way you love our neighbors. And because of that, we qualify for your redemptive power. You redeemed us from the curse of the law. How did he redeem us? Being made... A curse for us. He took our place. Every sickness that comes against our body, Jesus has already had that sickness on the cross. The Bible says that Jesus Christ became sin. And he became one with sickness and disease. He became one with our infirmities. Jesus became one with our curse so that we could walk in the blessings. Oh, so this is a quid pro quo God. If if he'll do for me as long as I do for him. No, he's already done it for you, but you're going to have to do something to activate what he has already done. It's already done. It's already been paid for. It's already been qualified. But you're going to have to do some things to activate that redemption power. Well, what do you do? You love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. You love yourself as Jesus loves you. You love your neighbor as, as God loves you. And you put the word in your mouth. Whatever your sickness is. The situation I'm dealing with is anemia. Father, according to Deuteronomy 28, verse 61, anemia is part of the curse. According to Galatians 3.13, Jesus has redeemed me from the curse. Therefore, I no longer have anemia. Amen. And I say it, and I say it, faith comes by hearing, hearing. and hearing by my spirit. 
not by my head, by my spirit. I've got to say it and say it and say it and say it and think on it and meditate on it and say it and say it and say it and say it and think on it and meditate on it until I stop saying it from up here and it comes from down here and it becomes a spirit-spoken word. And when it becomes a spirit-spoken word, that's when faith is activated and anemia is eradicated from my body. Amen. That is how you walk in the blessing. And this is why we have to hear it and hear it and hear it and hear it. I've preached it and preached it and preached this many, many times. We'll preach it many more times. And you saw me saying, man, I've never seen that before. Wow, I've never seen that before. Hold on. Let's take these italicized words out. Wait a minute. There's a colon there. Hold on. This changes some things. Why? Because I can't look at it and go, oh, I've heard that. No. We've got to look at it. And we've got to look at it, and we've got to look at it, and we've got to confess it, and we've got to confess it, and we've got to confess it. I told you last night, the Lord told me, he said, stop listening to the scriptures and put them to work. Put them to work. Put them to work. I said, okay, Lord. And I sat there, I I laid there, and I said, according to Deuteronomy 28, anemia is of the curse. According to Galatians 3.13, Jesus redeemed me from the curse, therefore I do not have anemia. In Jesus' name, it can't stay in my body. And I kept saying it and saying it and saying it. And my mind said, aren't you tired of saying that? Yeah, I'm tired of saying it, but I'm going to keep saying it. (laughs) According to the law, anemia is a curse of the law, but Jesus has has redeemed me from the curse of the law. I mean, I've said it multiple different ways, you know, just to kind of spice, give me the spice of life a little bit. But, you know, basically kept saying the same thing over and over and over again. And the devil come along and say, it ain't working. Said, in fact, that buzz is getting louder. Shut up, Satan. I'm resisting you. According to the law, anemia is of the curse. Jesus has redeemed me from the curse, according to Galatians 3.13. I do not have anemia anymore in Jesus' name. According to the law, anemia is a curse of the law. According to Galatians 3.13, Jesus has redeemed me from the curse. He became one with my curse so I don't have to. Amen. And I just kept going and going and going. I drifted off to sleep. I got up this morning. I started again. Went home to take my nap. I laid down and started saying it again. Drifted off to sleep. I woke up before I was even completely, completely awake. Father, I thank you that I'm redeemed from the curse of anemia. For Jesus has redeemed me from the curse of the law. And anemia is a curse of the law. I've been redeemed. What am I doing? I'm getting it in my head so much. And I'm meditating on it. And I'm thinking on it. And I'm speaking it. And I'm getting it down into my spirit. Because I've not maintained that spirit revelation. And now I've got to get it all over again. And I just keep saying it. And I just keep saying it. And I just keep doing it. And I, and I have the victory. Well, is, it, is the ringing gone? No, not yet, but it's a whole lot better than it was. Amen. Glory to God, I'm getting there. Glory to God, I'm getting there. And I'll just keep doing it. And when it's gone, guess what? I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep declaring it. Because that's how victory comes. Well, glory to God, uh, uh, it's, we'll give our, tithe, our, our tithes and our offerings. You know, we want to always give you an opportunity to sow a seed. I said this morning out of Second uh, Corinthians 9, you know, God ministers seed to the sower. Well, if you want to have seed ministered to you, you got to sow. Amen. And so we sow. And here's the deal. You don't have to sow a lot. But if you'll just show faithfulness to God, he'll show faithfulness to you. And uh, so that's why we always give you an opportunity to sow a seed. And you can sow in-house, you can sow online, you can keep, whatever it is between you and the Lord, that's fine. But I encourage you to sow because it will it'll give you the uh, opportunity to uh, grow. Glory to God. You want to bless the offering? Sure. Glory to God. Lord, we thank you uh, for this word. We thank you that, 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 um, that your son died on the cross to uh, redeem us from the curse, that he paid the price for us, that he... That he paid the penalty for us so that we wouldn't have to to be subject to these things lord we thank you that that this is true and this is and this is your word and we believe it in jesus name
Oh, Lord, we just we we want to see your work done here on earth as it is in heaven. So we we give into your kingdom with a grateful heart and a cheerful heart. And Lord, we just love you and we thank you for this opportunity to give into your kingdom. We ask that you bless this offering, that it go further than we could ever ask, hope, or think towards the doing of your work and your will here on this earth. Lord, please bless us that we can be a bigger blessing to your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name. Glory to God. Amen and amen. Father, we thank you that your word is true and your word is ever working. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You can serve the people. Father, we thank you for increase. We thank you for increase. Father, we thank you that our storehouses are full and overflowing in Jesus' mighty name. Well, glory to God. Uh, if you need us this week, let us know as soon as I know. I did tell Jane that, uh, to definitely let us know when we would send flowers because they're only going to do a graveside service. I told them we would send flowers to graveside for them. He's thinking um, Wednesday. At this point, they're thinking Wednesday. Apparently, they're the cemetery is out of vaults, and you have to put the thing in a vault and all that. So that's why we don't have an exact time and date yet. They're supposed to get it tomorrow. He's thinking it would probably be Wednesday around 1 o'clock, uh, but he doesn't know. And uh, they, it was Miss Betty's request that it just be just, you know, just. She said, don't even, don't even call. This is what she said. She said, don't even call my friends and family until after the service because many of them are my age and in my shape. And I don't want them feeling like they have to come. So it's, it's going to be just a very small few people that are going to be there. Um, but as soon as I get the information, I'll forward it to y'all. Uh, he said it would be down there in Cobb County somewhere. It's in a small cemetery back somewhere. They had set, up, set things up years ago. Um, so as soon as I get the information, I'll let y'all all know. Glory to God. Uh, Miss Ann, we're not. Thank you, Zach. Mike.